Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. This is a podcast about performers' worst nightmares on stage. I'm your host, Lauren Hutton. With me, as always, is my co-host, Luke Faganbush. Our guest this week is... Oh, say your name. Oh, my name is Tara Kay. <laughs> what up? It's Tara. In Tara Kay. Yeah, we got Tara, Tara Kay back. Laugh on Instagram. What do we talk about in this episode? Oh. Jerk off pods, oh. mostly. Oh, no, no, no. This this was a very Let's diverse pod. We talked about jerking off. We talked about virginities. We talked about Rudak, our best Rudak impressions. Um, <laughs> that was not it. That was what not else? the best impression. <laughs> this is an absolute blast. Terror sticks are over the Patreon. <laughs> Bombing, <laughs> Patreon. We uh, we're dro- we're dropping uh, doxes. We didn't dox anyone. Thank you guys we're, so uh, much for listening. Shit. <laughs> Enjoy the episode. Pussy power. Touch, too fancy. Nah, man, we are still DIY like, as shit. Damn, Lauren spent some money on the podcast. I didn't even hear about that. Like, no, I helped him move it out of his old house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's a very nice memory foam mattress that I paid nothing for, like literally nothing, because I was like, "Hey, Dad, I need a bed," and he was like, "Hey, there's a mattress out there that smelled like dog urine for years, and you can just have it. Please take it anywhere outside of our barn." And yeah, I've been sleeping on it for years. You were sleeping on a barn mattress. Uh, it, that is overselling what it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's no! too much. <laughs> oh, no. It's like that's overselling. It's it's be- what's below a barn mattress? Okay. Just a um, dirt. Have you ever is below a barn mattress? No, it's no, never flooring. no. It's dirt. <laughs> dirt has a way of cleaning itself because it's part of an ecosystem. Yeah. A- Can I just pause? <laughs> I love you with all of my heart, but that's the most white trash thing I think I've ever heard you say. Yeah. Dirt has a way of cleaning itself. <laughs> what? I, I don't know if we're recording, but dear God, dirt has a way of cleaning. It's like, no, 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 baby. It does not. No, hear me out. Dirt is clean. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I am saying is dirt is cleaner than the state of this mattress when I got it. You guys keep trying to go below what the mattress actually was, but there's nothing below an abandoned rent-a-center mattress. Oh, my God. Dirt there's nothing below that. Someone OD'd on that mattress. Then they got tipped off, and then it got abandoned, and then... I didn't want to write my mattress a backstory, Luke. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you guys where it came from and how white trash I'm I am. I'm just assuming. But I, I feel like the mattress is like a like a third character to your podcast in a sense. Seems like it has a... Well, definitely now. As a whole... Yeah. I, why not give it a backstory? It okay. It once lived, too. Mm-hmm. Tara, do me a favor. Say some more words in that microphone because I don't know if it's turned up all the way. Dirt has a way of cleaning it. <laughs> That's like some Joe Dirt shit if I've ever heard it, I you know? Oh, shoot. Of words are going to be. <laughs> you know, I, if there was ever a chance that those words weren't going to make it onto the podcast, it was like, oh, my mic wasn't working. Let me make sure we get this on the record. <laughs> Holy shit. How have you been, Tara? 
you know, I've been hanging in there. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> yeah, man. How long has it been since you've been on the show? Has it been a year? No, <laughs> I think I was on the show. I don't know how show. time works. I'm, I, th- I want to say I was on the show maybe six months ago, maybe eight months that ago. That makes sense. Okay. That's when I start to lose track of things entirely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been a you minute. In 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell everyone my secrets. <laughs> so what's new in the world of Tara in the last six to eight, 10 months? Well, I think I am getting better with comedy, although comedy is like... It's such a bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, True statement's it's, never said. It is, it is such a bitch. It's like, uh, how, do you, uh, how do you stop comparing yourself to others? That's, what, like, right? that's my question I wanted to ask you guys is, how do you stop comparing yourself to others and just like focus on your craft? Okay. You yeah, don't. Luke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the more you go on, the more you see people like blow up three months in and then you see people who have been doing it for years suddenly just kind of pop off and you're like, oh, it wasn't just something people were telling me where it's like everybody's on their own shit. Like, For me, uh, the thing that allowed everything to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to compare myself to everybody was the moment when I started doing podcasts and listening to everyone that I looked up to tell me things that I had already thought. That was that was the perspective switch of like, oh, the people that I admire have the same anxieties that I do. Yeah. That yeah. was when I was like, oh, we're all just people. Yeah. It doesn't matter how funny you think someone else is, they still go home and sad because we're all we're all that. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought comedians would be sad, you know? Right. Oh Never. my God. Never saw it coming. You don't get happier when you get funnier? Yeah. Fuck. No, you... Isn't that fucking That's the worst lie. That's you the worst lie. You get better at comedy and more, like, kind of miserable in your personal life because you're just, like, comparing yourself to even better people. And, like, why exactly. can't I be this better person? And There's always an echelon to try and put yourself up against. It is kind of nice hearing, like, headliners that I look up to walk off stage and then have some of the same thoughts where they're like, did that part land? Oh, it was something different. Okay. That wasn't me. That was just this. Yeah. It was, it's same, same neuroses. Yeah. <laughs> did we say the same thing with different words? Yeah. Yeah, baby. That's, that's called and vernacular. The, that's <laughs> why you guys are co-hosts. No, it's not, it's not called vernacular. That's the wrong word. <laughs> that's why we're co-hosts. <laughs> uh, First of all, let me mm-hmm. let me just double down on your statement because you have gotten uproariously funny lately. Like you have been cracking me the fuck up. Yeah. Like there's there's a certain level of like I can watch the certain things that you've like that you would notice on stage. You know what I mean? The ticks where you, the someone that you know well, you're like, oh, that just put them off like a half a beat. And someone that doesn't watch them at open mics on a regular basis wouldn't even notice it. Those things are starting to melt off of you, and it's beautiful. Yeah. You were just going and just, like, taking things in stride. And even when things, like, I don't know, I'm bad at describing when my friends are doing well, but you're killing it, and I love you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. Where you're kind of stopping saying, like, Oh, once she gets a couple years under her belt, that'll wear off. And those things kind of fall on the wayside and you just are funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. See, but what are those things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Cause They're like, so intangible. I, I mean, like, I feel like I bring a lot of energy to the stage and I'm very proud of that. But like, I don't know 
what nervous things I do. <laughs> like it's impossible to I only point record out. my voice is not my video very much. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I record video record almost every set of mine. I listen back to it. I see what worked. I see what didn't work. I see what I can add. Total narcissist, but like, um, well, video wise, I get better. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's part of it, you know. That's part of the that's game. The work I'm not doing. Right. <laughs> like most clowns, use a mirror to put the makeup on. That's just part of the whole mechanics. <laughs> I uh, I love like listening back to my sets before performing. Uh, and Sarah really? Silverman does the same thing. And I was like, okay, so I'm doing what the greats do. Like I'm doing, I I'm doing never, it. Wait, wait, you're listening to good sets before you go up, right? You're not listening <laughs> yeah, to like yeah, old no, bombs. You're no, like, okay, no. don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although the, the bombs will always humble you. Mm, and mm. that's what I love about, like, that's what I love about stand up is no matter how great or how like someone is getting more booked than you, they're going to bomb. It's coming. And you're going to be there to witness it. And you're going to be like, hey, motherfucker, you're blowing up. But I remember you were fucking bombing. <laughs> I love how most people are like, in bombing and comedy, it happens to everyone. So don't get too proud. It's exactly. To yeah. You. And you're I like, bomb. you can fucking watch those people that are above you and yes. see them down in the dirt. Fucking that dirty ass dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it cleans itself, Luke. Oh. <laughs> Science is out on that. I, um, unless you read it a book by Joe Dirt, I don't know if that's I swear real. Where that was in a Bill Nye episode that it like cleanses itself because it's part of an ecosystem through like the worms and whatnot. Do not drag another white man into this trash of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Bill has multiple degrees in science. Clean, I've watched everything he's done. Clean is relative. If most none of mine are called not. Shut up. <laughs> Those things we call not clean if it gets dirt on them. That's our version of clean. Nature's version of clean is free from uranium. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, different. dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. This mattress was awful when I first got it. It was radioactive. We brought a Geiger counter in and it exploded. <laughs> now, how did you clean the mattress and prepare it for the pod? Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did you not clean it? Uh, no, it was oh. clean many years ago. <laughs> First, I, I baked it because that's how my dad acquired it. Uh, he would bake furniture that's for rental smart. companies back in the bed bug boom. So Wait, would, how do you bake it? You put it in an oven. Uh, he built an oven. So he took a section of the barn and he built a room and he insulated it and he used, at first he used propane heaters and then he caught the barn on fire. And then he was like, let's go infrared. And so, <laughs> and so after he almost burned the barn down and died from smoke inhalation, he retrofitted the whole thing with infrared heaters and he would have these rent centers show up with box trucks and they would unload sectional sofas and recliners and beds. And then he would throw it in the oven for 24 hours at 212 degrees, which kills all of the eggs, including all of the fucking bugs yeah. and it's the only surefire way to get rid of them and then he would send the furniture back and then they would sell it to or you know whoever else that and so I did what? that and then I also used all the cleaning products that they use I borrowed some from them and cleaned the rest of it and got all the smell out and yeah, anything you're smelling now is all Lauren. Yeah, the rest is me. The rest is me. Uh, do not look at the other side of that mattress. There's a reason it's flipped up that direction. I feel like that's what most men in their 20s would say about their mattress. Don't Aww. look on the other side. Fun fact, like, um, that's the same way you take care of book lice. I recently learned book lice is a thing. Book lice? Like the Books same... can have lice. Different, different species. 
But another way besides uh, baking your books is you can get book scorpions that hunt book lice. And do a you whole just, book, book ecosystem. Do you release them into the library? Do you I drop assume, them on the shelves? I assume you just put them out on that book and they snack up. Okay, I've heard of having like a library cat. <laughs> but I've never heard of just like, yeah, this library has scorpions. Watch out. It's real cool. The most terrifying looking things ever. They're like real, real small. But if they were even cat sized, clear out of city. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Google book scorpions right now. If you're ever uh, running for office, I'm never voting for you. <laughs> I, I no, will vote for you, honestly. We get Fuck one of yeah, these clean up these streets. We just feed it radium. <laughs> just chock full. <laughs> See what Pittsburgh thinks of that. <laughs> oh, my God. I just didn't know that, like, people bake furniture and bake books. Yeah. To kill the bed bugs. I had no clue that yeah. you could do it's that. It's a common thing. Keep it under and Fahrenheit 451. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I read this in a book as it was turning into ash <laughs> before my eyes. Let's try it. <laughs> what are some of your favorite books, Tara? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I don't like reading. I find that very boring. I pick the best questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Now, love Audible books. I will rip through an Audible book. Oh, hell yeah. But okay. um, I really hate reading books. Like, the first Harry Potter that came out, I think it took me over a year to read. I'm surprised you didn't give up on it. Oh, no. I stuck through because all of my friends were reading Harry Potter. Right. And this was before the movies came out. Got to stay and relevant. So, like, before the trans I comments. just like, this is literally how I lost my like fourth grade friend group is I just didn't read For Harry real? <laughs> they were all on to like Prisoner of Azkaban. And you're like, ah, it's too many pages. I can't. I couldn't even <laughs> get through the first one. Like literally fourth grade. Like oh Carla God. was like, have you read the book? I was like, no, I haven't. She was like, we can't be friends. And the nerds have won. We're yeah. now bullying people for not reading. <laughs> Fucking <It's> awful. <laughs> I could not be fair, like it's friends so with Harry Potter fans until the movies came out. That's and then so the movies had enough of the book that I could lie and say I read mm. the books. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, you fucking nerds absolutely ostracize me because reading takes a long time and I get bored in Seven Heavens was on and I want to watch yeah. Sister to Sister. Like, ain't nobody got time for that shit, dude. I, I don't fucking have time for it. I really don't. Well, if it brings you any comfort, I read a lot and I um, was very isolated and lonely. So hopefully that will. <laughs> I think there was something else isolating you both. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with literature. books here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're finding a Venn diagram where our collective weirdoness all just falls into the middle. <laughs> we have friends in our uh, later 20s, earlier 30s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the friends who don't fucking judge you or care if you read books, you Precisely. know? Precisely. Like, honestly, I'm not hanging with my girlfriends talking about books we read. Like, <laughs> we're talking about dicks and shit, you know? Like, this Different because, reading. Different reading. Fuck about the books that you read. <laughs> so, uh, what are your favorite dicks then? That- <laughs> he has better questions. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I love my bit. <laughs> I love fat dicks. You know, there I love them. I love fat dicks. I do. I uh, I like them chunky. 
I like them, you know, somewhat long, but I think most importantly, I like them attached to a nice fella, you know? There you a go. Nice gentleman. I love how vulgar that was, and then yeah. it slid into home with like a nice, a wholesome message. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Did you say whiplash? <laughs> <laughs> going from dick girth to I feel dirty. Awesome. Oh, I feel nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like a mud bath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, I mean, yeah, college was a wild time. Like, I didn't have sex over for the first time <laughs> until I was like 27. Holy wow. shit. And then I was like, uh, and then I was like, oh no, like the person attached to the dick matters. That yeah. that should matter more, not so the alcohol dick. alcohol was shielding you from yeah. personalities. Absolutely, because I wasn't having sex unless I was drunk or like hungover the next morning um, because of college. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like at 27, I'm like, oh my God, like I got to care about this more. <laughs> There's like a level of consciousness I was shutting off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like thank God for plan B because I don't have to think about what if I'm a mom? Thank God for plan B. But like, yeah, no, you, you have to care about who the dick is attached to and the orgasm becomes like a second thought. But it still matters. Yeah. It's still <laughs> they still get a medal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. This guy's very erotic. It's like they didn't ask for like a sex education. Let it let it be known. We asked you about books first. <laughs> we, we did. We did. This is where we pivoted into. It's called, uh, you know, where you take what the guest brings to the room. <laughs> like our safety net is like two feet under. Like there's two feet in it. It's like, oh, guess we're talking about dicks. Yeah. Oh, How do you shit. feel about nuclear fission? Nope, dicks it is. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, also dicks is like mean people <laughs> like right uh, right like, you know the assholes that we encounter but yeah no no one what's no your one's favorite dick mine's dan Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's accurate yeah. <laughs> i would say right now my biggest dick is my boss uh okay you yeah. have been talking about your work a bit <laughs> on stage and not, yeah. not i wouldn't i don't want to say it's not in a constructive way, but more in a, uh, I actually hate this in a yeah. very real yeah. way. Yeah. Like there's, there's an edge of truth when you say that you hate your job on stage. A thousand percent. It comes again. It harps back to the better you get at comedy, the more miserable you get in your personal It <laughs> <laughs> just like everything falls apart and comedy is what becomes like it matters the most. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, like I, I think of like most people, I do hate my job. I wish that I could yeah. just do comedy full time. I wish that I could write sketches, performance sketches, do stand up, yeah. write jokes. Like I wish I was doing this full time. Unfortunately, I have to work. Um, but they do yield some great stories. Like, uh, so uh, the mandatory masturbator is one of my favorites. That's I still can't believe that's real. <laughs> yeah. Still can't believe that's real. Real, real. But I mean, and like, I think she literally said walrus. Like that wasn't a lie. I, the, the <laughs> okay, so just yeah. for someone who's Let's not heard pick that apart for a moment, <laughs> I have had so many questions. No judgments, yes. just <laughs> questions. Who came in with the paper from a doctor? Yeah, an ADA, a disability accommodation that said he needs to jerk it every two hours. Yeah, at least. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, somebody signed something. The bathroom is yours at this time. 
Oh, I mean, I think, I don't think um, every two hours. So yeah, I guess he did have it scheduled. And eventually people on the team recognized it because he jerked off in the public restroom. But I think that's insane. Yeah, that's but the worst here's, part. Well, here's the bigger kicker. Harshly. No, give him a closet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy fuck, give him a closet. <laughs> but like, I think the biggest kicker of it all is, um, I think maybe the second or third time I told this story, someone came up to me and they're like, you know, it's probably like an OCD thing, like a compulsion. Like he can't help it. And I was like, you're not going to shame me on this show. No. <laughs> you're no. not going to fucking shame me. Are you me. fucking kidding you're me? You're not going to. Like, I don't care. I don't care. This is funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> but also, there's no shame to the guy. No, no shame. shame to you. But let me ask you this. The place that you worked at, did they have like a, a room that was separate for literally anything else? Did they have a prayer room? Did they have a breastfeeding room? They, they have, have a, a breastfeeding room. If they have a breastfeeding room, why don't they have a jerk off room? Why is he doing it in the public restroom? I, honestly, I think this harps back to men's health and how they don't go to doctors more and get ADA so they can jerk off where they please. Okay. You I, know, <laughs> I, yeah, men need to go to the doctors. I'm seeing a future where we have little pods. Just we You can put, have a little pod if that's what you need. We put $5 in there. We go in there. You, you, there's porn stream. You can plug in your phone, do whatever. Go in there, come out. You're talking about the nap pods they have at Google, but for jerking off. I mean, you don't think they use this for jerking <laughs> off. Exactly. You so you're did. talking about the oh, nap pods you Google. Sweet summer child. <laughs> They're just taking a nap. You know, I'm going to go nap every two hours. <laughs> so Deborah's boobs are pretty big. I'm going to go nap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so much calmer when you nap. <laughs> Bro, those pods have boosted productivity insanely. I don't know. All the guys are working Saturday. I don't know why. <laughs> See, I think Just about the clean. Someone changes personalities. They're like, Greg used to be a dick. <laughs> 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 you 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 were about to say oh, no, something. No, no, no. Well, like I just I think about the cleaning. Yes, you have to clean yeah. the. I bet like you have to clean the nest there. I bet they like fucking like pull sticks or like do rock paper scissors and just like <laughs> yeah. Who's going to like just scrape off the semen that encase this nest? You know you that see? custodian is the one that gets all of the PTO pool. <laughs> uh, well, I think we can solve this with technology too because I don't see a world where there's a public jerk-off pod and um, you're just in there blasting free. Like you're blasting wild like anywhere it goes. Maybe like um, a sock or like a... Uh, we a can solve this with technology. Maybe a sock. <laughs> just something disposable like a condom, but maybe it, it's made to come on, on and off. Just I wait at any time. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I think with the part that truly, the part that truly hurts my brain is that in a world like looking into the future, we haven't expected men to stop jerking off in public. So we've created these like public private spaces so they can jerk off in these public right. private spaces because we can't just, <laughs> it, you can't expect a man to go eight hours without touching his dick the in public. Just you can't. On. Like get real science. Yo, science. <laughs> it's impossible. Look at the science. That dude had paperwork every two hours. 
Look, I can go a long time without touching my dick. I just don't want to. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, give and me I, a I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, so I'm asking for a pod. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the rest of you guys. Okay, your version of the pods being for society is the same concept as like, no, I need my gun strapped to my back. This is for your protection. I know that you seeing it makes you uncomfortable, but that's not my problem. I will say counterpoint, though. I feel like if there were more jerking off pods, there would be the need for less gun ownership. <laughs> there we you go. Know, yeah, you can see some graphs like, dip. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> like a, it's like I could shoot off a gun or I can just shoot off my load, you know. And then yeah. I, I honestly, I, th- I think those jerking off pods are gonna save the world. When did we get so political? Like, I, we're goddamn good at this. Because <laughs> it's election day. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Vote for the jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> we politic in. I'm talking pods and train stations, pods in schools. Oh Absolutely God. fat dicks for everyone. I'm about it. What are we using all these phone booths for? Paint them black. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, baby. Reduce, reduce, recycle. Jerk off booths. Stick that phone Phone up your ass. So do whatever you need. Boom. <laughs> no, that's the sock. That's the receptacle. What if we did like a program? We'll just go back to the nineties. That's when it happened that way. Anyways. You could trade your gun for sex toys. Tear out the white pages. Come. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trade your gun for sex toys. You know. Yeah. It's like would, if I you turn in an AK forty-seven, we'll give you a pussy pocket. There you Boom. Go. Yeah, oh, for me. <laughs> I've got one platform. It's called the trade-in program. I learned it from GameStop. Everyone get in line. Absolutely. Pussy pocket for a raffle. For a rifle. A raffle. Oh, South is coming out of me. A raffled pookie. A raffled pookie pocket. Uh, Could it be a community shared pussy pocket? (laughs) I mean, as long as you cover it in dirt so it cleans itself. (laughs) Boom. Yeah, we are good at this. You really don't like the dirt cleaning itself. I keep going back to it. It makes your eyes sad every time. (laughs) My co-host is dirty. I get the feeling some of our listeners are getting tired of the jerk off booth thing. We might need to step off. Yeah. So Tara. (laughs) So fucking wait for the Patreon though. (laughs) Absolutely. We're coming back. No lube on the Patreon. Um, God, no, I. I honestly, so dude, this is like, this is what I love though. Like I love, I love uh, just talking about sex and joking about it because one, everybody be fucking, right. <laughs> like everybody be fucking. We all got here from fucking, <laughs> but, um, and even if you don't be fucking, you were probably made to feel real weird about that at some point. You, you can yeah. right. avoid the subject of sex. Yeah. 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 And the people that are are usually the ones that, like, I don't agree with on a bunch of other different issues. <laughs> but, like, I mean, my my adoptive parents were really cool about it and very open. That's dope. Yeah. No, it, they were very chill. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to write a bit about it, but, like, how I lost my virginity is I, like... I, I planned it with my parents. Are you shitting <laughs> <That's wonderful>. me? <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> I um I I just wanted to get it over with. It was like twenty one. Everybody was fucking. 
I want to be fucking. Did you go to your parents <laughs> and be like, yo, mom and dad, can you oh. help me get laid? No, no, no. Okay, e- so it even, wasn't that level even of Even worse. I met a oh, guy. Yeah. Even Oh, it gets even worse. Even worse. I met a guy. I can't believe I'm like say my parents will listen to this. But, <laughs> but I uh um, I mean I, they already <laughs> did. You planned it. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. Holy shit. But I I met a guy online and uh and I was like, I just I just wanna lose, I just wanna get it over with. And he was like, oh, okay. Cause of course, I mean you right. tell like I like I just wanna have sex. He's not gonna be like, no. I don't know. <laughs> Most won't. <laughs> Most won't. That would be. <laughs> but uh, and he was like, yeah, for sure. And so I was just going to meet him directly at his house. Never met him before. Only online. Never even talked to him on the phone. Was that your player, parents idea? No, 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 that was my plan. OK, So I came home from college because he lives in Cincinnati. And I was like, I'm going to fuck this Shut guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hometown heroes. I lost my virginity in Ohio. That's so- hero got a message from a girl. <laughs> it's like, so- fuck me. And he's like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> he put down his scalpel. He stopped getting cancer. <laughs> He's like, hold, hold on, little. There's a pussy that needs hold me. Hold on, okay. make a wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you come home. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I come home from college. This guy's in Cincinnati, and I come home and I tell my parents, I'm going to lose my virginity. I'm going to fucking do it. And I, I tell them about the date. So I just tell them. Right. And uh, my my parents are like, quote, are you a fucking retard? <laughs> End quote. And I'm it's like, a very parental thing yeah. to say. That might be good parenting. They throw the R <laughs> word around really frequently in my household. Like it was, I didn't know it was uncool until college. Yeah, similar <laughs> you know? similar things. Yeah. yeah, that had to be taught to me last as well. Year, so that's good. <laughs> Always growing. I still have Always to remind growing. you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I came home and shared this information to them that they did not want. And uh, and they were like, you're being fucking stupid. You got to meet him in person. Don't just go to a stranger's house. And I did. I met him in person. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And I and I had disappointing sex. But, the, but you got parents, it over with. My parents supported me. Yeah. That's so, so like, fucking cool, though. It yeah. is. And that's why it's like I, I like I talk about sex on stage. I, yeah. I feel so fucking comfortable talking about it. And I, I feel naive in a way that I don't get other people's handcuffs. But I mean, I'm getting it now. Especially I, think, as a good I think I was also 21 when I lost my virginity. And right on. around that, that time, you start feeling real weird. Ugh. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, where yeah. nobody wants to, like, I, I, I'm sure I am. I know I self-sabotage. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. A hundred percent. Yes. I do that on a regular basis when I'm not nervous about stuff. Yeah. And it, sex is a very central to the, <laughs> the nervous system. Yeah, dog. Yeah. I relate with that wholeheartedly. Uh, I was 18 when I lost my virginity. Oh, look and, at Mr. Cool. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I was, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, it wasn't great. I don't know anybody yeah. that, that has a great time. They're 
first time. Uh, oh, God, no. Do you know anybody that was just like, oh, yeah, the first time it's magic? Uh, no. No, no, anyone from Tennessee, the eastern part of... <laughs> I don't know who that person was. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you how I lost my virginity? I don't think so. Okay. <gasps> Yay! It's a pod exclusive. So we were having... We were home from college, and I was 21, and we were just having a house party at my uh, best friend at the time and roommate's house, and we invited some people over, and we were drinking something called Porch Crawler. This uh, this party happened in, in Kentucky. Right on. Porch Crawler. A little bit of moonshine mixture. Well, it was beer and lemonade mix and vodka. That's uh. So we were getting fairly um, drunk. And sideways. Yeah. (laughs) His parents came home and we're like, what? But they were cool. They threw a couple of beer pong shots. They were like, okay, guys, be safe. Nobody's driving tonight, whatever. All right. And then uh, there was one girl who took an interest to me a little later. Mm. And we went to the bathroom. Things were getting fairly physical. And she um, tore a towel rack off of the wall. <laughs> Not because I'm doing a good job, but because we were drinking porch crawler. Hell yeah. And then midway through this, there's a knock at the door. <laughs> and I say, occupied. <laughs> and then the voice says, open the door, it's Bobby's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just want to say Luke was hitting her with that whole dick, you know, just making her fucking tear the hinges off the walls. She was not happy about the situation. She or was the very towel rack. unhappy just about the rock. towel rack. She went into the garage. The entire container of porch crawler was poured out on the ground. Party over. Mm. Fucking party foul. Bro, Yo, I, I baked two apology cakes for that night. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I made an apology cake, but I was bad at baking and it split in half. I'm like, well, I guess I can give the other half. What did your cake like? What did your cake say? I'm sorry for deflowering your daughter. (laughs) Nope. That's not the person who got the cake. I'm sorry. I nutted in you was my first. The one said, I'm sorry. The other was like, I'm sorry. Fucked your friend. Just the god, god damn it, dude! You, you were twenty one. You lost your virginity, and the first thing you had to do was like, I have to bake some cakes. Yeah, <laughs> this is I how to you say cakes. I need to learn how to spackle. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you say sorry at twenty one and mean it. You know, Holy shit. that's what happens when you don't have sexually open parents that you can sit down and plan things with. That's what happens. You rip off towel rags. <laughs> yeah, my planning with my parents would involve marriage and. Two other sets of well, one other set of parents. It would be yeah, like, that would yeah, that would be my version of planning. Mm. <clears throat> oh, no. Similar similar story. Weirdly, oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, well, at first I, there was no bathroom. It was at the end of the party, and it was one of those situations where it was like, I can't tell if this person is making eyes at me or not. And then like three hours of that, and I was like, okay, this person's definitely fucking with me because they're like way out of my league. Like, like way out of my league. And like, that was my thought when I was sober and now everyone's drunk. And then like, I don't know. I put it out of my mind because I was like, well, obviously I'm dumb. And like, you know, I'm just full of myself. And this very pretty person might have looked at a candle that went out behind me. And I thought, oh, <laughs> maybe eyes. 
And then um, she pulled me on top of her in the middle of the living room while everyone was sleeping around us. And uh, that's how I lost my virginity. And uh, then the owner of the house, as soon as we were done, well, as soon as I was done, comes downstairs and uh, they go into the kitchen and have the conversation of, oh my God, you too? Yeah, we need to go get a plan B pill. And apparently my best friend David was upstairs and just like did the exact same shit that I did, busted way too early in a girl that didn't, yeah. And then it was like a whole, like we had coffee and then we were like best friends for like two years. I was going to say, you lost your virginity with your best friend. How cool, how lucky you're forever bonded for life. Oh, no, 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 no. He didn't lose his virginity. He was a total pig. Uh, (laughs) But. uh, (laughs) He's like, good job, bro. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Yeah. Nut brothers, right? (laughs) That's what it is. Nut brothers. Just, you know, he was 30 feet above where I was. Uh, Yeah, so. (laughs) We nutted at the same time. Friendship (laughs) sealed forever. It's not Eskimo, but it's something. It's somewhere. It's Eskimo adjacent. (laughs) Uh, Polar bear brothers. I'll take that. No, that's where you just swim in a cold lake together. That sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like um, the best. Yeah, you didn't like fall in love in each other's eyes. And then no. And when I say we were all like and... friends for two years, I mean me, David, and the girl that he slept with were like best friends for years oh, because cool. David and her like dated and almost got married. And then the girl that I slept with, I've never talked to again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. Usually. That's how usually. it happens. Little bit of salt hanging out with, with, uh, I don't want to say their names. <laughs> no, no, don't, and don't, you know, too what? close. You had um, your moment and the moment's over. It's gone. Exactly. It's gone. Exactly. Leave it in the past. The butterfly is dead by now. Absolutely. Uh, they don't live long. Uh, <laughs> but like, what? It's, so I'm assuming it was consensual because you're like, she just rolled me on top of it. Yeah, it was consensual, <laughs> just very surprising. Cause like, I was trying to sleep in a recliner and then suddenly someone was literally pulling me onto the ground. And I was just like, oh, it's wet down here. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I feel like I'm cackling. Your mic is laughing so hard. No, you're fine. <laughs> this what? That's how you know it's a good episode. <laughs> Peak those levels. Yeah. Oh my Holy god. Holy shit. So technically, this is a bombing podcast. Yes. <laughs> so yes, have you indeed. had any any noteworthy bombs that stick out in your mind lately? Who, Betty? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I've, I like. I feel like there's been a few mics where I've been performing, um, and just in front of other comedians. And so <laughs> I don't know if that's a bomb or just a normal night of performing right. in front of other comedians at an open mic, and everyone is just as kind of grumpy as you are. Yeah, yeah. everyone's just waiting uh, for their turn to talk. In the past, yeah. Two, three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Was that like a uh, unwinnable, which probably doesn't exist, but unwinnable room situation? Absolutely. It's like everybody's going up and eating shit. Nobody wants to be there. Everybody wants to be the one to crack it open. And then you go up and three jokes in and you're like, oh, I thought I was going to be the special one. (laughs) Those situations (laughs) suck so hard because it's like, they're your they're, they're they're your friends and it's like come on you know someone should get someone in this room most of us like each other at least a bit and it's like and like a, a bit or two did hit but it's like i've had way more better sex right. than that yeah um 
But like, oh, uh, can we talk about just the night that everyone bombed at your millions, Mike? Yeah, let's talk about how awesome that, millions wait, is. Wait, which one? <laughs> no, millions has been having some Zero great winning. mics. Millions, the first and third Sundays, great fucking mic. Especially, yes. I want to say, and dare I say, the best Sunday mic in the scene. I Woo-hoo. said it. I Damn. said it. Whoa. Didn't mean to cause the controversy. <laughs> Cause that controversy. <laughs> Light that far. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Oh, man, Honestly, I'm laughing so hard my cavities are showing. I need to shut my mouth. <laughs> with, with millions, I can... Sometimes I phone it in. If it's like the room is not happy... And none of the jokes are working. I'll admit that sometimes I'm like, you guys aren't making this worth the effort. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a lesson that night. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they were like, there was a table of young people. And I think one of them was like, I'm underage. And we're like, stop being weird. And then uh, yeah. there was a lady who was off at the bar oh. kind of yelling and heckling. And a comedian, I'll say Garrett, uh, was I like put the night. lady in her place and it was just a lesson like oh, and he yes. handled it like a pro like he just really had a fantastic that was a fun night for you too <laughs> it was a fun yeah. night for me yes let's please talk about that night at millions yeah let's, like that's because like every almost everyone bombed it was, it was not bad. a good night it we was were, real bad we I were had all fun. bad i'm glad you enjoyed it um it's nice to not be miserable alone. That's why we show up to I open think, mics. I don't know if I opened that night. I think you did. I did. And you did. I'm surprised I remember. Nick went up halfway through, and I think he had more laughs. And he maybe he reset the room a little. A little. There were but a couple yeah, of resets. A major problem was one of the tables was heckling just. Not in English. And I don't think they could understand English that well. So there yeah. was really nothing. I think Ian Squints went up and he, the guy kept like, he was under 21 and kept asking for a Modelo and he went and bought a Modelo and he's like, hey, I got your fucking Modelo right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he roasted him a little bit and that was fun. He made, he yes. had one of the better sets. That oh yeah. That's no, fun. no, no. Ian is very funny. I spent almost that entire mic out on the patio and I feel bad, uh, but I wasn't like out smoking or anything. I uh, was testing LSD. How'd that treat you? Yeah. And also, did, why would you take LSD at an open mic? Did the test work? Well, I don't want to out any of our friends, but the person I was buying it from was meeting at me at the mic, and then I was there, and it was like, yeah, I'll sign up. Why I, not? Ed's the showrunner. I do not approve of drugs being trafficked at my mic, sir. Yeah. Yep, Absolutely. That's good. That we should get that yep, on the record. Yep, on record. <laughs> nope. And Didn't know about it until it was too late. Well, none of us, none of us do drugs. We are absolutely drug free, clean as can be. But you went up on acid on stage at millions. And <laughs> yeah, <was> that um, <laughs> set and setting is a general rule for all hallucinogens, and and a person up front heckling aggressively, and then one of your friends ripping them apart in not only a professional, but like a pragmatic way. It was very polite. It was very like step yeah, out yeah, energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then in a way where you could go up afterwards and be like, Hey, how you doing? I, I had to follow Garrett. You I went did. up immediately after Garrett. And then, um, I thought it would be real funny 
to uh did I start with the clapping thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. I had to reset the room. Uh or at least I thought, and that kind of worked. Well, everyone paid attention to you. After exactly. That. Everyone's looking in the same direction. It was like, now's the time to be funny, Lauren. Let's all do it. And I thought, yeah, let's dig into her again, which was a terrible mistake. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember earlier when this wasn't a comedy show and uh, that that dog uh, owner was being a bitch. I've never been that aggressive toward anyone from the stage before. And the moment it came out of my mouth, I was just like, ah, that wasn't me. Don't do drugs and get on stage, Lauren. Pivot. Seriously, don't do it. It's a bad idea. That's not a bit. Don't do drugs and get on stage. We're not all Theo Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> what lesson did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, the biggest lesson I learned from Garrett, cause he got off stage, he immediately beat, like he made a direct line to her and, uh, and they like, you know, spatted things and, and smoothed it over and hugged it out. And I was just like, that's a fucking class act. Like yeah. not only do you person. put her in her place, but then you like also, get down and you meet her and you talk to her and hey, I'm sport. just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, Hey sport didn't mean to pop off there, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you were a little bit out of line. Can we agree? This is me just thinking this is Garrett's line to her was like, you were a little bit out of line. Wouldn't you agree? I mean. Everything Garrett does, he does with dad energy and it's great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're doing our best, as you can see. And it's not always great. That's why it's an open mic. That's why it's free. You don't have to go. I don't know why I'm like Terry Garrett of heart. I no, you're not. Go. You're saying all of the things that he was saying I to her on the patio. <laughs> Holy shit. It's too I, real. Oh, God. And it, again, I these are maybe he said it, maybe he didn't. But these are Garrett lines. You no, know? no, you're very close to what yeah. he was actually saying that night. Oh, no. But it, it was just very because like they hugged it out. And I was like, wow, man. For one, I don't know how many comedians we have in the scene that like walk up to women freely and talk to them. I feel like a very small too number. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say too many for the wrong reasons. Yeah, uh, Garrett's out there doing it for good reasons. Yeah, he's smoothing it over. Yeah, it's crossing bridges, not burning them. Absolutely, but you know what? He's standing it's like a man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I also was able to talk to her after my set and apologize, and thankfully she had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I was like, dodge the bullet. Thank God. Oh shit. Most most don't. <laughs> Imagining Garrett still talking to her during your set and apologizing louder over you calling her. <laughs> <laughs> and furthermore, all comedians just welcome Consummate you with. <laughs> just band-aiding me as it's happening. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. No, it was, it was a fantastic lesson. I think we all yeah. we all handle it in our best. I uh, I think I power through. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel brave enough to attack someone <laughs> in the audience. I think the most aggressive thing I said on stage, it was. Uh, I was at Chameleons maybe about a month, maybe a month and a half ago. Okay. But it was at Chameleons, and I was doing this mic, and I was doing the Thursday mic, and it was kind of a slow, dull night. And there was a group of like, I don't know. Uh, like six to eight white men, just like white college boys walk in the room and the energy just shifted. And it's just like, 
Wow. Like just for just the, the statistics and what's going on and happening, maybe cut your white boy gang a little smaller, <laughs> you know, just rolling six to eight deep. They did have one black dude, but I didn't feel safe enough. I just <laughs> I was like, "Are you a held hostage? Like, you can you can leave at any time." It just it was a weird vibe. He's um, blinking a lot. Is that Morse code? <laughs> but it worse didn't blink at all. Oh it, it no! All the whites of his eyes. Yeah. Jesus. Like, it's a little terrifying. <laughs> have you seen Get Out? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> why is why is your one black friend always have a single tear rolling down his cheek? I don't understand. Single, just one, just fear in his eyes, but just a smile. Like, it's just like, hey man, I think that. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. So you say like the energy shifted? Yeah, it's so just like, like what you happened on after stage that? that happened? Or? No, no, no. I think it happened. I was maybe a uh, second or third in line, hop up on stage, and it just like it just I don't know, man. It just became uh, a little bit heavier, or a little bit more edgier. It's like mm-hmm. what could happen, um, and I think it probably it's not. It's just it's due to the climate. Because I'm going to go on record and I'm going to say that I think the most people, like most people who are interrupting comedy shows to a certain degree, like threatening to fight or throw things, I'm going to assume they're white people. That seems Yeah. I, I, I think I black people do it too, but I think the numbers are more in favor of white people. And I think me as a comedian, I mostly perform in white rooms like... I definitely feel a little bit nervous. I feel a little bit on edge. I'm I'm looking around for other black people. Like, are we okay here? <laughs> right. Is this a safe place? <laughs> like, like if one of us starts running, like, will we like alert the other? <laughs> you know, if like someone says the N word, like, will we have each other's backs? Like, is there is there enough allies in this room? Yeah. 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 As as a person that's kind of like been in the scene for a little while how would you rate cincinnati in that regard see i don't know because i i don't know any other comedy scene cincinnati's the the first like stand-up comedy scene i've been a part of and the improv scene so you know the first improv scene i've been a part of is in cincinnati so i can't compare Unfortunately, I uh, I hope that when my car gets fixed, <laughs> I'll be able to travel and view other scenes. Hell yeah. Um, but I hear great things about this scene. I've learned a lot in this scene. But like, uh, yeah, I wish it was different. I wish it was different. Like one of the things I learned in the comedy scene is just like uh, there's like a black comedy scene and there's a white comedy scene and yeah, yeah. that is I, it's insane to me I, yeah like it it bums me out I don't same yeah, I don't was get on, it and he was talking about rooms that we had never heard of having done comedy for how however long six, yeah seven yeah years, something like whatever well, my then, eyes got open to this aggressively when corinne was on and yeah. i found out how long that she had been around i was yeah. just like how the fuck haven't we met each other like yeah. what are you shitting me and it's just like they're they're completely two different circles and they like, are they need to come together I would like to see them overlap more yeah. only because I think there's so much talent in like our black, our urban scene in yes. Cincinnati. 
Uh, like uh, there is Corinne Turnbow. She's my favorite. There's Kevin Brown Jr. There's like the comedian clean. Like there's like there's yeah. a lot of greats no, 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 in that team. No, no, no. Don't don't glaze over this. You're naming people <laughs> I've never heard of. Please, like, what are some of your I favorites? I would say so. Like Kevin Brown Jr. I really love. Uh, hey J. I really love. Corinne Turnbow. I really love. Sister Lou is amazing. Of course, Austin Deller. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's just yes, man. I mean, there's like a lot of like. Uh, I think like Godfrey is another one. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like great people in the urban comedy scene that I feel like if certain showcases or shows were a little bit more mixed, then you could see that. Yeah. And I think the crowd is better when it's mixed. Yes, yes it is. Always. Yes. Always. It's always more fun. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't um, you don't know what you're gonna get and comedy is relative. So like different types of comedy hits different types of people. When I was running Max and Q was co hosting it with me, I would see a little bit of the other half. I think it yeah. was still very much a white Cincinnati comedy scene, but you would start to see a little more. And yeah. I do miss that. There's maybe something in the works there where Q and I are talking about starting something up again. I'm excited. Q's very funny. Idea, man. Make it happen. Well, and make it happen, Kevin. Well, it the old DJ that we had talked to Q recently, like pretty recently, and I got a text message. So it's more happening than it has been. Okay, so. all right. Can you progress. get Q on the pod? I hope so. He I is. mean, like, honestly, and just say, you like, yo, this is, this is just a, a Mac review. Like, this is, this is not even, a, it's a it's a Mac review. You don't even have to talk about it, Bob. Can we just talk about Macs? Because I would listen to those episodes. Infamous. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want, uh, I think, who was it? I want to hear stories uh, by Andrew Riddick about the. Uh, old chameleon days. Yeah, the yes. old chameleon days. Blackout Andrew. I want to hear those <laughs> stories, you know? Just, He's know. a cool guy now, but like, what right? was he really like? Like Holy the shit. idea of Rudick saying, y'all going to fuck around and turn me into the old me in his high-pitched voice. Y'all going to fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> With that oh great listening God. in his head, like, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to get my damn label off. <laughs> Motherfuckers act like they forgot about Rudick. <laughs> oh my god. We're not we're not gonna top anything like that for oh the bulk episode. God. Do you have any socials you wanna plug? You got shows coming. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, I, we're all fans. We love you. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Rudick uh, Rudick forgot about Rudick sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is just us honoring him. Oh. Um so yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's Tara K Laugh. I um have a Woodburn show coming up next Saturday, November 19th. Hell yeah. I'll be performing at Chameleons uh next Wednesday. Hell on Breezy Lee's showcase. Yes. Fuck yeah. So uh, your bitch is working. She's getting <laughs> in. Book me, book me, book me. She loves to perform. <laughs> you can pay me in blunts and Venmo. I mean, yeah, I'll take blunts, I'll take cash. I've been, I've been like just wondering, like for the little, you know, little bit twenty bucks I get here, I yeah. traded it for blunts. You can pay me in blunts. Cut it's out cool. that middle man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Straight to the source, baby. I got a solid ten if you got at least two bloods. Yeah. Time for time, baby. Yeah, but no crystal meth, no baby lax, and just good clean weed. I don't want anything else. Holy um shit. Just kidding. <laughs> Do you want to thank our patrons? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't been doing that recently. Yeah, thank you, Jarrell Beeman, Kylie Dills, Woo! McGregor Lakes, yeah, Tori Fagenbush, Eric Newman. Who am I forgetting? Did we get Garrett Titlebaum? Garrett Titlebaum, thank yeah! you guys so much for listening. Yeah, hey, are you down to stick around for the Patreon? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna stick around. Sick. Yeah, we'll just take a quick uh, bathroom break. Oh, we'll she's gonna get some more wine for just a little break. Yeah. <laughs>